Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit for All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss. And we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share. So let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. You guys probably grasped from the title of this episode that I want to share with you the importance of your habits and routines. Uh, These are hands down the most fundamental component in having a successful life and of course, a healthy body. Whether it's your daily morning routine or how you navigate your work day to bring yourself home on time uh, to your family every day, we need habits and routine in order for us to build consistency into our lives. So I know for me, my daily and weekly routines, they bring me security and they help with all of the decisions that I make on the go that I don't need to be making every single time I come across it. So a great example of this for me is breakfast time. My mornings are blocked from the first client call at 6 a.m. to roughly 10.30 a.m. Monday to Friday. So if I'm not on point, then I really don't get the opportunity to eat. So I know that if I have to wake up at the same time every day, that if I have to make a decision on what to cook, then spend the time actually cooking it and then try to eat it while looking over what I have to do for the day, then probably it's not going to work for me. Because in those moments, it leaves me feeling really reactive. And when I'm in that state, I can't get anything done or focus on what is coming up that's really next in a calm way. Because for me, if I have to make a decision on something as simple as food, then it's just taking too long. Now, in this podcast episode, I'm not going to teach you a new way to make habits or even tell you that your habits are wrong because there is no such thing as a wrong routine or wrong habits. I mean, think about this. You already know how to make consistent habits because I'm sure you can name three to four really solid habits right off the top of your head that are healthy, that improve your life, and that you have stuck with them religiously since you first thought of making that change, right? So the question isn't, how do I make a really good habit? The question is, why is it that sometimes we try to make changes or pick up a new habit, but we can't seem to make it stick in our lives like the other stuff? And I hear tons of examples of this from people I speak to, like uh, not being able to meal prep each week, not being able to work out in the morning before work, struggling to go back to bed at a decent time each night, having a, uh, a hard time remembering to eat lunch. All of these are attempts at implementing something new into your already existing routine for the better. And you know it's for the better. That's probably why you're trying to put those in in the first place. Now, there are other examples that come up too, not just in health, like uh, the habit of putting your phone down when you're eating so you can connect with your partner, Uh, the habit of keeping consistent work hours to help you entrepreneurs take back your time. I know a lot of people are working on this lately, or even something like the habit of pausing and creating awareness before you automatically speak or react. And I know this is one that I've been working on lately personally for me. So the important thing to remember is this, there is no habit too big or too small to work into your life. And here is where I'm going to bring in a very special word. And the word is shiko. I'm going to tell you straight up 
I have always taught this concept in a different way with my clients in the Vantage program, but I couldn't believe how incredible this concept was when I actually watched it on Netflix in an amazing eight episode show called Sanctuary. This show freaking amazing. And for those of you who love Oriental culture and, and love uh, learning about culture, totally check it out. Okay. Essentially, the show is about sumo wrestling in Japan. Probably not based on a true story, but that doesn't really matter because everything like it in terms of the training is spot on. I bring up this shiko because when it comes to a habit, there are four pieces that you need to have in order for you to have a habit be consistent. So for those who don't know, those pieces are number one, the cue, which is what consciously or subconsciously triggers the habit to start. We have the craving, which is what you are looking for to happen or what you're missing for the habit to exist. Number three is the response. So the action or steps you take in that habit daily or weekly. And four is the reward, which you should, uh, which should be essentially the desired result you want to get from the end of that action. So without spoiling the, the plot of that great show, okay, here's kind of the gist of what I learned. So there's a young hot-headed guy who becomes a sumo wrestler to basically make a quick buck for him and his family. He's really used to getting through life on kind of bare bones, not really trying that hard, taking what he wants, and truthfully, he doesn't really do the basics right. Now, he has a ton of natural skill, though like most of us in life, and that actually takes him really far at first. He sees results initially with his training, he wins a few matches, and it actually upsets the people he trains with because they're like, we really see you as lazy. So one day he gets this offer to train with new gym buddies in a new location, and what worked for him before changes because every day in training, he starts to lose, like badly. He gets the crap kicked out of him. He fails over and over. He tries a bunch of dirty tricks like kicking sand and stuff, but he gets slammed and knocked down over and over again. So now he's a few months in. And remember, the guy, he's got some serious bills to pay. So he starts to realize that trying to do the same move over and over again is, is not going to work anymore. And that is true with every single habit or routine that we put into life. After all, if we try to implement eating healthy the same way that we did last time, knowing that the results failed last time, do you actually think it's going to be different result with our food? No, probably not. Or if you try to wake up at 5 a.m. and you're dreading it, you're feeling a sense of resistance, and you know you've never been able to wake up a day in your life anytime before 8, how likely is it for that habit to succeed? So I'm sure many of you are like this character who keeps trying to implement a change into your life the same way that you know how. Want to know why that is? Because like N.O., and that's the guy's name, because like him, you have experienced two things in your life. Number one, no one ever showed you a better way of doing that habit. And number two, what you did freaking worked before, like literally one time. So you're hoping and praying that you can win like this again. Think about this. That's why these habits led to failed results time and time again. And so these failures of your routine, they show up. They show up in your weight loss, losing the same 10 pounds over again. They show up in day-to-day -day energy with the failure to go to bed early and then a quick shot of caffeine to fight back the tiredness in the morning. But it's not just health. How about showing up in your work boundaries? 
making a habit of never checking your emails after six, and yet it's 10.30 at night, and then notification comes up and you check it right away. You know what though? That same habit that you're working on currently, you can probably pinpoint a friend or family member who has that down pat, right? Now this, this is where Shakol comes in. So Enno, this one guy, Enno's got this guy that he trains with who keeps getting better. Also, who keeps beating him. And he sees Enno's frustration. He comes up to him and he says, you have so much potential, you just aren't using it correctly. And so there's one whole episode in the middle where Enno just becomes the observer in his own life. He steps back and watches this guy train as well as his other trainees. And he sees that they all do this one move called Shiko. Now, I'm going to have a hell of a time explaining this move. It's probably not going to be a great explanation. Okay, but it's kind of like a, basically, this move is a deep sumo squat with your legs wide. And then you raise only one leg up and you hold it as high as you can after lowering it nice and controlled. And then you squat and you raise with the other leg. Now, I'll admit, when I saw this move originally by itself, I said two things. One, this looks too easy, okay? And the second thing, it looks per pointless. On the surface, I didn't understand what a move like that could do to improve the way that they did sumo wrestling. But the most important thing is that this move is freaking foundational, and everyone does it, even as early as the 1300s when sumo started. So Eno, the character, he takes up the things that he starts to see. He trains his fingers because that's finger strength is important. He works to get low. That's important. He watches how they lock arms, but he still doesn't do Shiko probably because it looks pointless and weird. So now at this point of the show, I actually became more invested in the learning of the Shiko than actually in watching this guy practice. And it hit me when he had his first rematch with the guy that he couldn't beat. They were locked arms, Eno goes to push him out of the circle, and then the guy lifts him with an attempt to throw. Both of them end up standing each on one leg and hopping there for at least 20 seconds. One leg, other leg raised. And you know what? Eno got thrown, and he lost because he couldn't hold his weight stable on one leg. He's pissed now. And when he gets up, the guy walks over to him, and says, Shiko connects the dots of all of your moves together. At that point, my freaking brain blew up because he was right. When we try to bring a habit into our life, we look to simply add in a new move into what we already know. But how many of us take the time to look at our old moves and see how we can connect them together to make them flow and to make them work? This is why some habits are super easy to keep, like the wake, shower, brush teeth, and get dressed. All of those habits have the same cue, which is morning prep. They have the same craving. That's feeling clean and fresh to start your day. The response is the same. Starts on the alarm clock with the proximity because your bathroom's super close. And of course, it shares a reward. That's you feeling clean and ready and feeling good for the day. So adding in a new habit isn't enough. We need to then address how we can connect them in a way that makes them foundational because we never forget foundational habits. So a great example for me 
is my meal prep. My meal prep for me is foundational because my grocery market trip starts off that queue and then leads to the washing and cutting of veggies, also cooking before they make their way into my fridge. So my my food moves so naturally fit together that to not do it that way would actually take me more time and leave me with no food to eat, which is it's not going to be to my advantage. So this is where you should be asking yourself, where is my shako? What is the foundational piece of whatever habits or routine I'm trying to make that I feel like I'm missing? So to find this, I tell all my clients to reverse engineer whatever habit they're looking to put into their routine. And that means starting with what you want. Like, what do you actually want the result to be from this change? If your result is not exciting, if it's not powerful or purposeful, then good luck because Shako doesn't work with half-ass reasons. You need to be clear on why you are implementing this habit in the first place, or you're not going to be likely to repeat it. Now, number two, then you've got to ask yourself, what does my response need to be to make this happen? This one by far, I would say is the most challenging because for most new habits, we as people tend to have a hesitation on the action. Your response needs to be clear like this. I tell my clients that they should basically do a count from up to five seconds, one, two, three, four, five, and then just do it. Or literally say something like, Woo, or like, all right, I'm doing it and then start. Because the last thing that you need is hesitation to make you choose an old way of doing things or revert back to the same old move. Now, the best part about this is as you build more habits with this method, you actually become more confident with the effort because you now have evidence of creating other habits with this in your past. And this is something that I call in the Vantage program, habit stacking. When you create habits and you stack them together, your body has more and more evidence that you can continue to do that, which is why you can continue to combine things together. So now only once those first two are looked at, do you then look at the cue and craving? And I recommend that you look at the cue and craving together. Your cue is your starting point. So naturally it makes sense to place this new habit alongside something similar or a part of your day where you know that you're going to have the highest success of making it happen. So an example of this is being your workouts. If I have never woken up at 5am in my whole life and nothing is around that time, what are my chances of success with a habit of working out at that time? Probably low. But if I know that the gym is on the way home from the corporate office and I can set an alarm for five minutes after my work to go to the gym, it becomes an on the way step. And it's a non-negotiable because I don't go home before I hit the gym. So I don't have to work around anything to get it done. Now for the craving part and the craving part, this is where Shako truly shines. You know what made Eno, that character, finally give in to Shako? It was actually when he watched the recording of his loss with his training partner and he saw the potential of the win taken. How many times have you been so close to that 10 pounds down, to stopping coffee for good, to never opening another email after 5 p.m., but you gave in to the craving? the short-term satisfaction, the temporary relief from whatever struggle is in this moment. You chose easy now and you got hard later. 
Now, Eno knew that he didn't want to do it because doing Chacol for 100 reps a day, it's actually really hard at first. I tried and I was like, this sucks. Not a, not a fun move whatsoever. But every habit and routine takes time. And you should have patience. You should have grace with yourself enough to recognize when those cravings occur. So I will say this to you. Look for when you take the easy route. Look for every time you avoid doing something and say, what is it in that moment that you were really wanting? Because I can tell you for 100% certainty, that is why your habits don't stick. And you know what's funny? Because when I speak to a new client on our first call, I tell them to tell me about their cravings up front. And they're like, oh, I crave sugar, I crave salt. And I'm like, no, no, no. Tell me where you struggle and fail the most often. Is it late night eating? Is it stress eating or overactivity to reduce stress? Is it going out to restaurants and feeling pressure to not eat what others are eating? Tell me what you really crave. Because when they share this with me, this is where the coaching really starts. This is where we can make real change. Because if they just want to have something like high energy and not feel bloated, okay, that's easy. We can just, you know, make adjustments to food and that's fine. But if they're struggling with their routine and they're having a hard time repeating the process, then really that's where I'm like, boom, let's go get it. Let's work on the digestion. Let's space the meals. Let's talk about your relationship with people. Let's talk about people-pleasing personalities. That's how we kill those cravings. You can make any habit realistic. You can make any routine repeatable. I see this and do this all the time with the Fit For All crew and the clients I work with. So I know that you can do it too. But you've got to ask yourself those questions. You have to ask yourself those questions. What am I craving? What is it that I actually want? Get super clear and then connect the dots like you would with Chico. So I want to keep these episodes super short, super potent. Think about that going into this week and try to implement Chico as much as you can daily as often as possible. So thanks for tuning into this episode. Have a great day. Go and practice Chico. Catch you later. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site? We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, it'll say fit for all beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.